1: What's up out there, podcast land? How you guys doing today? Hey. Hey, got Miss Mona with me? Hey, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Mary Baptist Church. Throw that out real quick. <laughs> hey, got Miss Mona here with me, my home slice. Hey, it's good to be here. On the, on the, we got a new board, man. Ooh, we got, we got a fancy. I, what did I tell you? We haven't
2: even reached our one year yet, and we have gotten fancy. And we're
1: fancy. blowing the budget. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you could, like, wicked, You could, could you do that on the thing <laughs> hey, over there?
0: Wait until I get the sound effects Ooh. program.
1: I'm just saying
0: it's going to get dangerous. Tyler
1: yeah, it's one of those. So, uh, producer Dan, that hey, voice hey. you heard over there, he's, he's running on the riffs over there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, hey, how's it going?
2: Hey, it's good.
1: Hey, want to give a shout out there? Um, so myself, um, my youth pastor, Drew, my son, and Dan. We just um, taped a YouTube hit. Would love for you to go to Marion Baptist Church's um, YouTube channel. And um, do we have a
0: channel? Yeah, now? we we have a channel. Um, and the one so right now it's only sermons on there, but I mean they're great sermons. So you win either way. But we'll start um, the video that we just recorded. Will probably be out there. I would I would guess Thursday.
1: I thought Wednesday at 5.
0: Wednesday at 5. It's going out Wednesday at 5. It's I thought
1: official. that's when Drew had said he was going to okay. drop it. Um, so
0: anyway. Wednesday at
1: 5. We'll see. Hey, listen, just be checking back. <laughs> if you check
0: it every day and watch videos every day, then you'll be sure to
1: catch it. Yeah, you'll catch it. You'll catch it. So anyway, hey, guys, turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. I did not realize that Mona was setting me up when she said, let's go over to the Sermon on the Mount and um, all of these um, hot topics. Mm -hmm. So um, pray you listened to last week, and um, hopefully this week it'll move in your heart, too. Um, So this week we're talking about that subject of divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say right off the top, it is not the unpardonable sin. Right. It will not, if you get a divorce, it does not cast you into hell. It does not mean you can't go to heaven. Um, it's just a truth that God, well, Malachi says God hates divorce. He just right. does. Because it's, um, and really it's because, and we'll, we'll get into this. It's a picture of, marriage is a picture of Jesus and the church. Yep. And God does not like that marred. Mm. So having said that, we'll jump in in a lot. So I'd like for you to read, okay. Ms. Mona, and okay. then pray. All right. Matthew chapter 5, um, starting at verse, I can't see. Verse it. 31. There you go. I,
2: can't, I have my glasses on, I can <laughs> see. Verse 31 and 32. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Father, we lift up this time to you, and I just ask that you would um, speak through us, Holy Spirit, and that we would um, give the truths and the words according to your word, and um, that these aren't our words, but these are your words. And so we thank you for entrusting us with this podcast, and may we glorify you in everything that we say. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen. And I do want, you know, know, some people would say, well, you know, if y'all don't want to deal with this, why don't you just skip it? That's the problem in a lot of pulpits today. People skip the hard parts. Yep. And um, listen, you can you can get mad at us three today if you don't agree with what we say about um, divorce or marriage. Uh, that's fine. You can be mad. But just remember one thing. Um, as I, I told someone um, just um, the other day, you know what? I'm just a mailman. Yep. You know, I'm seriously. Now, if you don't be mad at me, that, that's fine and dandy. You, it's not going to bother my life. Um, I don't want you mad at me. Okay. But... If I'm preaching the word and and you say something, then you're really not mad at Hank. You're mad at Almighty God. Yep. That's a big dude to be mad at. Yep. <laughs> so starting out, I want to ask you two a question. I didn't oh, even give y'all hey, not hey, even gosh. a clue this week. This is easy. I so promise you. So what's your answer, Mona? <laughs> I should
2: have read his notes while I was sitting over there.
1: It was, it, here's, it's really, really simple. Hmm. What is your stance on scripture? On
0: scripture. On Scripture. Scripture. Yeah, that will be the Bible. <laughs> I'll take this one, Mona. You seem to be struggling a little bit. Um, <laughs> no, but, I didn't
2: know where to start.
0: <laughs> but it, you know, it, it's something I've had to to come to understand. It's true. Doesn't matter whether you like it. Doesn't matter whether it makes you feel good. It's the truth. It's factual. And so, you know, when you get to something like this, you cannot. It cannot make you feel good necessarily, but that doesn't change its validity. Right. My, uh, my, my, might I just add to this? It's not going to make you feel good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You
1: know this word is truth, and and we're just we're not truth. None of us. Right. We are all full of error and flaws and sin. So this book, if you read it and it doesn't move you, oh good gravy, you're in trouble. Right. You know. Anyway, okay. So Miss Mona.
2: Well, so I mean I would say the same thing. So it's the it's the word of God. Scripture is the word of God and so um it is where truth resides and it is um the standard for truth because it is truth. Um and um and it's unchanging, it's infallible, it's inerrant um and it is God-breathed. Every single word that's on those pages is God-breathed.
1: Right. Now, you may out there in in podcast land, you may be saying, "What does that have yeah. to do" <laughs> With the passage that um the homie Miss mm-hmm. Mona just read. Oh, it has everything to do with mm-hmm. it, to be honest. So I have a question. Is it all true?
2: Every word.
0: Yep. All the way to the maps. You guys believe it?
2: Yep, absolutely. You sure? Absolutely. Yep.
1: Okay. Um I felt like that was personal. <laughs> is it um, does it ever change to fit the society that we live in?
2: Never changes nope.
0: Well and to go back to what you said earlier You're not doing yourself any favors By skipping the parts that make you uncomfortable Right. Because those are the parts The The other aspect of the Bible that's important Is it's living So yeah. it actively changes you as you read it Especially the parts that make you uncomfortable yeah. Because that, that uncomfortable feeling Is probably pointing to some sin Or some part of your heart That's not right with God at that moment
1: Let's be honest, we, we live in a day and time that people want to make this book sort of like they want to um, make, it's really weird. At times we want to make the Constitution a living document mm-hmm. where that changes when that's just a document. Mm-hmm. But yet we want to say this book, um, how, how do I want to go about this? This book should live as well. But now this is a living document, mm-hmm. a living book, but it doesn't live to change. Right,
2: right.
1: Did I say that? Did I say that right? I think so. I don't um, know what you mean, it, it doesn't Con- evolve. No, yeah, it doesn't. Right. The Constitution is just a written document that is not life. It's just a well-written manuscript. Mm-hmm. This book is a book of life. It's a book that is living. It's sharper and powerful than any two-edged sword. So, but in saying that, it's a living document, as you said, and then it's active does not mean it evolves. Right. Not one bit, not one iota. I'm sorry. Right. If, if God said it was wrong, it's wrong. Right. I'm sorry if you, you don't believe it. I, I believe all of Scripture. Um, and society today tells us, well, this is right, you know, and I'm not going fully into this, so don't worry. Um, I will when it comes time to. Well, it's just as long as we have love. hmm Okay, but it's got to be loved the right way. Right. And we're going to look at some of that today. We're going to deal with that. So I want you to now turn, because to me, that's an abbreviated. I have it written right there. That's sort of an abbreviated yes. thing about um, divorce and marriage. Right. right, I believe Jesus really expounds more, pun it, in Matthew chapter 19. Got, that
2: right now. got it written down.
1: Good. And, <laughs> and so he really, and, and I want us to look at a few things right there. I want to look at it through the eyes of what the Pharisees were doing because Pharisees were trying to do the old switch and bait, mm, um, as usual. and they were trying to lift up the word of Moses in a way that Moses never meant for it. And Jesus calls them out. I love that Jesus calls them out on it. So um, he, listen, I'll read. I'll read this. Jesus said this in, in Matthew chapter nineteen. The Pharisees came up to him to to him and tested him. They're always trying to test him, but they could never find fault in nope. him, and they could never trip him up. Is it lawful to, to divorce one's wife, listen to this, for any cause?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whatever. You know, number one, that's not what Moses said, Right, um, but they, they go that route. He answered, have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female and said, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh? So they are no longer two but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. Then they said, well, Why then did Moses command? Notice what they go at. And I'm like, I got something to say about that. Why did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce and send her away? He said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, mm-hmm. Moses allowed you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. So I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery want to make a couple statements about it about this number two things about marriage right off the top number one in verses um 4 through 5 he gives us two truths about marriage number one it's exclusive yep now most would say oh, are you talking about just to never divorce no he first set the boundaries that it's excuse me <laughs> that it's exclusive between a male and a female right I, I'm, I, you know, I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry if you are out there trying to say, well, marriage should be between a man and a man and a woman and a woman. No, it should not. Right. Now, you can write it into the laws of America or wherever you want to. That doesn't mean it's written in the laws of heaven. Right. The laws of heaven are written in a book called the Bible that we've already established. Never changes. is in Aaron. And God made them from the beginning. He made them male and female that's how god designed marriage to be bar none right anything
2: no what else can you what else is there to say i mean that's that's how he created it way you know in the very beginning and we can read that back in genesis too and and that's how he created it and so and this and jesus is reiterating that that that's what god intended and so um there's not really much if you're being biblical there's not much else to say about it that's that's how we and we're
1: going to go back there in just a minute but because what he said here really is in genesis chapter two so we see that it's um uh that it's exclusive but also that it's the permanence of it Mm mm-hmm that's what he says right on. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother, hold fast. The word hold fast. I love, there are times I love the King James. Now, it's very flowery and it's very, we don't speak in King James right. vernacular anymore. But it says you leave and cleave. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know what it is in today's vernacular, you put gorilla glue on it.
2: Yeah. And well, you, that's what the word means in Genesis. The word um, where it says, be joined with, to his wife in Genesis, it means, or no, here in Matthew, I apologize. In Matthew, it means glued together. You know, yeah, glue, exactly. Yep.
1: You, you cannot. Re- I got my I,
2: references mixed up.
1: That's okay. <laughs> because they're quoting the other. Yeah. I've always used this. I've heard other preachers use it. It's, it's really when you, two become one, it's scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. You cannot unscramble. There, there's it. not a
0: beginning and an end. It's,
1: yeah, there, yep. there's nothing there. Yeah. And and for the glue, if you if I glue something together and then I try to rip it apart, something's being hurt right, in that. Right. Something's breaking there yes. and yeah. being torn up to yep, get it apart. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um so you know, we have out, out today no fault divorce bull. Mm-hmm. Somebody's hurting. Yep. Yep. Now unless you just did it to do it. Even then, there's emotions that take place. And so, this permanence, and the two shall become one flesh. So, it's a permanence there that God has set forth that he prescribes for it to be. Now, I want you to turn, and we're going to come back here because I'm going to make my statements. Go back to Genesis chapter 2. And I, I love this chapter. It's um, I'll be doing a, a wedding here in April. Um, Shout out, DJ and Casey. <laughs> I'll be up, up there in April. And um, I actually quote... I just, not, well, I'm going to quote it in the sermon, but I just talked to them about this, and this was the first wedding ceremony. And basically, when you get down to it, when Adam comes with, this is at last, is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taking a man. Here's literally what, what Adam was saying. Good gravy, good gravy, <laughs> looky, looky what I got. That's what when you get to it. Yeah. That was literally what he was saying. Because if you go back to verse 18, God is saying it's not good that man is alone. Um so he brought all these animals two by two to him, and it was male mm-hmm. and female as you read the story. And so it put this hunger. Can you not picture it? Yeah. So Adam's all alone. He put this hunger uh, for a help meet. Yes. Now, not a helper. Right. I love, once again, King James, help meet. Yes. To help meet all the things in life right. that we go through and that we deal with. Um, uh, your wife's not below you. She's not above you. She's equal. And I can prove that to you straight from New, mm-hmm. the New Testament. So even if you talk about biblical submission, you're not talking about somebody being better than the right. other one. Yep. It's just a role. So, um, But look at verse 22. Here it is. Here's the exclusive. And the rib that the Lord had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. If God wanted marriage any other way, mm-hmm. he would have made it. Right. So from the shoot, from the go, from the jump, it was male and female. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now I know I'm really we're talking a lot about marriage, but don't worry, we're going to get to mm-hmm. the other. And then here's the permanence in verse 24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast. There's a word cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So if they they were to now they're one flesh, you can't get rid of that. Right. Mm-hmm. There it is. There's the mm-hmm. permanence of it. That's what he mm-hmm. wants, and that's what he desires. Now, but let me go back. We all sin. I'm not trying to downplay divorce. That should never be your goal. The Pharisees, as strict as they were right here, all right, so let's go back to Genesis 19. <laughs> I'm going to make my first major Matthew statement. Matthew 19, yeah. I'm going to make my first major statement to you guys and see what you think. So the Pharisees were actually trying to downplay divorce mm-hmm. here. Um. here's what I thought. I, I got two truths out of this. The Pharisees were worried about the grounds for divorce. Right. Any cause. Jesus just focused on the institution of marriage. Mm-hmm. So my thought is, so you may be asking, what, what, uh, what are you saying, preacher? Here's what I'm saying. Don't even think about divorce. Right. Focus on marriage. Yes. Focus on what that should be about and what God prescribed it to be. Instead of, well, if we don't, you know, we we make so well, we don't like it. We'll just get out of it. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Right. You know, it's not the picture we're supposed to have. Right. So what do you think about that statement, that the Pharisees focused on um, the grounds for divorce? And Jesus just said, let's focus on marriage.
2: Well, they also, maybe I'm wrong in reading this, but in verse 7, it says, why then did Moses command one to give a certificate of divorce? And he didn't command it. He, That's my second truth. Oh, see, I didn't read your notes, I promise. <laughs> but he allowed it. And, and, but it it was not a command No, because why would it i mean it certainly wouldn't be a command
1: most think it went from Deuteronomy 24 and matter of fact mm-hmm. in Deuteronomy 24 the bible said this interesting i never i mean i just finished reading Deuteronomy about a month ago and in, in that passage it says that if you so you marry somebody and then you're allowed to give a certific, certificate of divorce and she di- marries a second guy and divorces him she could not go back and mm-hmm. remarry that first dude mm. yeah so, what, he's, what Moses was getting at it, you better really think hard right. before you go a, get a was divorce. A permanent right. separation then. Yeah. yeah. So, there's permanence in both ways. Mm. And right. so, they didn't understand what they were saying. Sorry, Dan, I just hit the mic. <laughs> so, what God is saying is be careful what you're trying to do. Right. Yeah. This thing is to be permanent. So, let me give you my second <laughs> truth that I read from it, and it's what you just talked mm-hmm. about. The Pharisees said Moses gave a command that's false, Jesus said he gave a concession right based on their hardness of heart right translate it based on their sinfulness yes that at listen at times we have this view out there i'm going to marry my soulmate and you'll wake up <laughs> whistling every day of your yeah. life can i tell you something out there you don't have a soulmate right the only soulmate we have this is absolute good gravy truth is jesus christ yes. yep. Yep. yep you don't marry your soulmate no nope. You just marry somebody that you can live with. (laughs) I'm I'm not being mean and I'm not making life. You marry the person that, yeah, makes you feel love, makes you feel whatever, but it's somebody that you can deal with and have life with and do life with. They are not your soulmate. I'm sorry.
2: Which is why, isn't that why then, though, we get into, as we get into years of marriage and we start raising kids and why do the problems come up? Because we are two individual people that though we have become one, we're not so soulmates. And so we are just learning to live with each other. And though we love each other deeply, we are learning to live with each other. And every season brings in new things that we have to learn and grow. And, and, and so when divorce is the easy out, then when those troubles come, then you just say, I, you know, forget it. And that's when people walk away.
1: and, And in those years of children, children are absolutely a blessing from the Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. But children are hard on a marriage. Amen. A blessing that can stress you out from time to time (laughs) beyond compare. Because, and, and I believe that it's worse today. We are so focused on our kids being the next LeBron James. Oh, absolutely! The next Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. I-, I would say a dancer if I knew one. The next <laughs> dancing queen, Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire, <laughs> or somebody a female. You could have done me a justice there, Dan. <laughs> That's all I got is Fred Astaire. Or, or, you know, we're we're so about that, and so then the next thing you know, we got to get kids to this practice, and yep. and he's taking them to that practice, while mom's taking, them. and then you come back home, or you grab McDonald's drive-through mm-hmm. and you throw something down your throat.
2: I was talking to a kindergartner about that today, and I didn't bring it up, but she was talking to me about every activity that she is in, and she said, and we're never home. This is a kindergartner kindergartner that that. that was, yes, that was saying this.
1: And so then what happens? So you do that through high school, and then the next thing you know, the kids go off to college, and you're left with this person...
2: Yep.
0: That you've ignored for years because yeah. and you, put you
2: it don't in the even coffee. know who they are right. Right now. Yeah. Because you focus on the kids. Yeah.
1: Yep. And they've changed. Yep. They've matured. Yep. They've got set in certain ways of things mm-hmm. that they're doing when, you know, you're not home. And so the next thing you know, you're, that's not the guy that you dated. That's not the guy that you said, I do. Mm-hmm. That's not the woman that you said yes to. That's not the woman that you took on a honeymoon. That's not the woman you used to date. And you have nothing in right. common now, right. And
0: even as a teenager when, when I graduated um, and a lot you know, most of my friends were around the same age so they graduated, I, I would see their parents later. It's almost like zombies. like they, it's like they don't know what to do with themselves yep. because they've, they've centered their entire world around this kid. Now that kid is not in the house anymore, you know and, and they have the and that's why Jesus is so important. Absolutely.
1: Yes. You know, without that that central figure, that core. Now, can all that be regained? Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But wouldn't it be better to just not let it die, right? Yeah. Than to try to have to resurrect it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one buddy of mine always says a lot of times it's easier to give birth than <laughs> do have a resurrection. Yeah, yeah. 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 you know. Um, so they try to make it that Moses was commanding it to send mm-hmm. him away, and Jesus goes. Here's here's the problem. When listen. There are probably times that I've just looked at a couple. I've never told them that I've looked at a couple like best thing for y'all is to go your separate ways. Mm -hmm. I've never said that to not a single couple. Mm -hmm. I've thought it. (laughs) It's their choice because they're never going to look back. Well, you told us to. No, I'm not because God can always do a miracle. Mm -hmm. So out there, just be calm yourself down there. (laughs) Okay. Um, But when it does happen. Man, it's hard. Yeah. It it devastates your friends. It devastates your community, Mm -hmm. your church. And so let's just break down to this. It comes down to it. uh, It's because our hearts are bad. Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. Now, for those that are out there and you're listening, you're divorced. I in no way am trying to insinuate that you are not saved or or you got a bad, bad heart in that way. But spiritually, our hearts can wander. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's imperfect, like like everybody else with, with a million other things. It's yeah. deceitful and it's
1: desperately yep. wicked. Yep. And so it's not really a, a problem of of anything but your heart. You just lose the focus on what mm-hmm. you needed, and you've let your heart. Yeah, you know, you've, you've given your heart away to something else. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether it be someone or something. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus says, "Don't do that." Right. He said, no, 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 and you're exactly right. Jesus never said, Moses didn't command mm-hmm. that. That's you putting words in his mouth. Right. Always looking for a loophole. Yeah. You know. He says he made it as a concession right. because I believe God spoke to Moses. Moses understood we're going to have this issue mm-hmm. because we're all humans mm. and we all, it is a sin. It's not the unpardonable. I'm going to repeat it. It's not the unpardonable. Man, you get you talking about people getting mad at me. I have preached on divorce before, oh, yeah. and Buddy, I mean, got lit up, and I'm sitting there going, "All I said was what the Bible said." Right. Yep. God hates
0: divorce. Malachi wrote those words. Right. I mean, how could he not when he created the institute of marriage? Yeah. You think know, about like it. before he created the church, he created the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, right. it, it would make no sense for it not to be important to him. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, we think of what is of first importance. Well, you would think God would set forth what He valued the most in the world at the beginning, and what was the first thing He did? Yep. He created the family. Mm-hmm. Right. He created, you know, and I'm trying trying to get cheap laughs here, but He created husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm sorry, He did not create husband and husband. Or wife and wife, he created husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Yep, he established it. No, no matter how hard man tries to, you can't change it. Mm-hmm. God, ne- well, God just wants you to love, and and I love. Don't man, I will not make people mad. Don't make them <laughs> mad. You know, they're, they're, people don't know, but certain parts of the Bible. But by God, they know. First John chapter four: yeah. God is love. <laughs> God's love. That's what He wants. God's love. Well, listen, let me tell you something. God's also just. Yes, yep. And when those seraphim are, are surrounding um, the throne of heaven, they're not singing, love, love, love. Love, <laughs> love, 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 love. God is love, God is love. It's going to be a big, big hit. <laughs> no, they're singing, holy, holy, holy yep. is the Lord God Almighty.
2: Right. And he never... When he acts, he has to act within the whole realm of his preach. character. Come on, preach. He, he cannot just act in love or just act in his justice. He has to act in all of it together. It all He doesn't just set one aside so that he can deal with one thing. So... He can never be just a loving God without being um, a just God or being a righteous God or being a holy God. He has to be all of those things all together.
1: You know I don't know how many I don't know if you two know this or not, but I'm a first- time grandpa. Yes and I've heard. that little <laughs> precious little thing right now, pretty much whatever she would have, if she would ask me for something, I'd probably go out of my way to give it mm-hmm. to her. you know That's not God. right. Yep. He's we we have this idea that he's just this big old grandpa in the sky. Right. God want and let me go this route too. God just wants me happy.
0: No, he wants you holy. I was yes. getting ready to bring that up myself because <laughs> I've heard it from you so many times. God doesn't give a rip.
1: No,
0: I say God didn't really give.
1: God <laughs> wants you happy. He right. does, but that is way down the list. You know what I'm talking about? But God, you'll wants be you amazed
0: be at how how much easier it is to be happy when you find joy in. In pursuing being holy, yes,
1: you
2: holiness know, yes. brings happiness. In, in bringing that back to marriage, I mean, we did a, a Bible study one uh, several years ago that um, the premise of it was was what if God did not desire for did not put you into this marriage to be happy, but to be holy, to teach you how to be holy? Yeah, because what I mean, it is a, a great teaching and proving ground to um, to teach you to be holy. And and you're right, Danny, absolutely right. Then as that Comes then you are absolutely Happy I was about to say
0: that that flies so Much in the face of what people expect Married, Like right. every day I'm gonna wake up it's gonna be
2: Great right
0: no I mean I've been yeah, married try for, it. I, I'm going on on 15 years You know like there's days You wake up and you're like here we go <laughs> But I'll say this Being married
2: <laughs> Save yourself.
0: I love you Wendy um, No but being married uh, Another thing I think people fall into is it's not a one and done thing. It's an active pursuit and an active relationship. you yeah. it doesn't just end with the wedding or the honeymoon, right. It's a lifelong commitment and and you can't go in halfway if you, well yeah. if you do you're you're ending in divorce right. yeah, you are. Um, I laughingly tell this one
1: little joke on this couple that I will not name, <laughs> but I was doing premarital counseling and they were sitting here and they said, um, we we're talking about how to get through conflict. And I deal with that in my marriage, premarital counseling. And the groom said, well, we don't really know if we need this or not. We, we really don't fight. And when we do, we have this ability and way to just work
0: through it. As we say in the South, bliss is heart. I,
1: I did. I said, I said. uh-huh, uh-huh, right. I said, okay, here's the deal. <laughs> when y'all argue and fight now, you go home to mom and daddy, she go home to mom and daddy. And so then the next day, it's all peaches and cream. It You sort of forgot. it. Yeah. I said, now... I'm going to put this in southern slang. There ain't no way for you to go except for staying right there in that house. <laughs> and so literally, they go on their honeymoon. I get a text <laughs> from the dude. This ain't the woman I'm married <laughs> 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 They had a knockdown drag out, man, before they even got off the honeymoon. I said, oh, no, y'all know how to work it out. I mean, literally, my sarcastic side came. I said, no, no, y'all know how to work it out. You're good, buddy. You didn't need that lesson. So luckily, they're still married. That's good. Praise the Lord. So anyway, um, you know what? I hope we've dealt with it good enough.
2: Well, I I appreciate how you have focused on marriage. And, and because you're right, Jesus did. Um, but to focus on that. That's really where our focus, if we're married, then that's where our focus should be, that our focus should be on our marriage and to make sure that we are doing what God desires for us to do with that marriage.
0: Dan? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the one one real quick thought I had is just one thing I've seen, especially with new couples, is once that newness wears off, all of a sudden it yeah, it's let not... Man. It's not just that couple versus the world. It's that couple versus each other in the world. And that's a horrible position to be in. Always try to build each other up and encourage each other in your walk with God.
1: Yeah, I got a book up on my shelf over there. uh, One of the best ones on marriage. When Two Sinners Say I Do. Hmm. Hmm. Mm -hmm. You're bringing all your selfishness into it. Yep. Yes, I'm speaking to you. You are selfish. (laughs) Um, Because we all are. Um and your wants and your ways and your desires and you've got to figure out a way to lessen that. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I, I won't go to that because it. All right, well, our time is gone. So hey, we, we um we love you guys and we're so thankful for you listening, and um, and I'm so um, appreciative of you guys listening and we don't say that enough. Um, yep. We have a lot of fun. Um. So we have two weeks and then it's our one year anniversary. Yay. Oh my Lanta. <laughs> no um, divorces here, buddy. We're in this for the long <laughs> haul. <laughs> you know, this I'm I'm gonna share a little bit of heart. This came along right when I needed it. Yeah. My dad had just died last year, yeah. um on March the twentieth, and dude, it was hard. Yep. Life was hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um so thank you, Dan, thank yep. you, Miss Mona, for um helping me. Um at that point in my life, man, I was struggling. Yep. So um, thank you for the laughs. laughs and um, the time. I really can't believe we've made it a year, but I'm thankful <laughs> for you listeners. Um, mm. if we didn't have any listeners, um, we wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> would be hard. Yeah, yeah we, you know, we just saying it for
0: ourselves <laughs> here, boys. I'd still do it. Yeah, I enjoy it <laughs>
1: anyway.
2: Thank, thanks for making me come back.
1: Absolutely, yeah. She tried to run away, and I said, "No, no, that we had,
2: we had be a guest.
1: We had something. We got something." <laughs> Something special here Mm -hmm. that longest standing guest I've ever seen. She's moved from guest to co host now. Absolutely. So, anyway, if we were to rename it, it'd be the Hank and Mona show (laughs) instead of the Mosaic of Mary. Hey, let me pray and then we're done. Father God, we thank you um, for life. I thank for Jesus who died for us, God. We just look to you in all ways and in all times. God, help us in our marriages. Help us when we fall short. And for those that are divorced, Father just reassure their hearts to know that you still love them and, and God, that you are still there. And so, Lord, we want to just live for you every day, and we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.